rainwater. And our ranger buckets feature an impressive assortment of organic storable food items, professionally vacuum sealed in heavy-duty bags that are stacked in rugged buckets for long-term storage. Check out our preparedness foods, supplements, personal care, and emergency first aid products at healthrangersstore.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hosey, CEO of Physicians Preference Vitamins. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Well, I've created my power pack for you. It's the best vitamin pack on the market. Years ago, I tried other vitamin brands. They didn't work. They didn't give me the nutrients and energy that I needed. They were full of fillers, chemicals, and dyes, which are toxins. If you're taking any other brand than my power pack, then throw them away right now. They're full of junk. My Power Pack retails for $125 for a 30-day supply. But go to GetMyPowerPack.com and use the code POWERNOW to get My Power Pack for just $75. That's a month's supply for just $75. That's just $2.50 a day. That's amazing. I personally guarantee My Power Pack will get you onto a path of health and wellness naturally. Tired of being surveilled and tracked by the wireless phone companies and a rogue government? Get off the surveillance grid by turning to Volta Wireless. By plugging the Volta SIM card into your phone, you become hidden from the spy networks of AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, and other carriers while maintaining your full ability to place and receive phone calls and SMS texts. Go to VoltaWireless.com and use discount code BTV to save big on your first month. You get free VPN services included, plus a private messenger that's encrypted, as well as another Volta private phone number that can coexist with your current number. Learn more at VoltaWireless.com and use discount code BTV for major savings. It works with both iPhones and Android phones across 200-plus countries. Volta Wireless is the official wireless privacy sponsor of Brighteon.tv. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet and suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free... Sh- Incredible TV update just for you. We call it news the networks refuse to use for a reason. CNN put together a, a, a big old hour and a half interview with Sheriff Mack, and they boiled it down to four, in my opinion, very dishonest, manipulative minutes, to say the least. We're going to straighten all that out as the broadcast unfolds. And as we get Richard Mack on to join us, we'll be ready for that. But in the meantime, I got a couple of quick updates for all of you that I think are relevant and necessary to promote. Number one, uh, I'm the host of Liberty Roundtable Live, a nationally syndicated radio talk show 
Liberty Roundtable. We've celebrated our 25th year in syndicated radio last year. So I've been at it for a long time, uh, and uh, we really have hard focused on God, family, and country and the protection of life, liberty, and property on that broadcast. Uh, And that show has been incredible. Sheriff Mack, believe it or not, has been on that broadcast even before he won his Supreme Court case. And so we've been friends for a long time. He's been on the radio with me forever, and I've been involved in the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association since its inception. And I'm the operations manager, or what we we would say the vice president of operations uh, of the CSPOA today. So I've been around uh, since the very beginning for a real long time. Uh, well, we've got news. My Liberty Roundtable live radio show is picked up by multiple radio networks, by multiple radio stations. It's on the air live and on demand on the Internet worldwide. It's a nationally syndicated broadcast and more. Yes, we're on traditional AM and FM terrestrial radio stations, but we're also on three incredible radio networks, Liberty News Radio, a network that I own, LovingLiberty.net, my main syndicating partner, LovingLiberty.net, an incredible network in its own right, as well as Brighteon Radio carries the broadcast, at least one hour of it daily. But the show is two hours a day, six days a week, and it can be found at LibertyRoundtable.com or LovingLiberty.net. On Tuesdays, not only is it Brighteon Radio, but it's Brighteon TV as well because we simulcast the Liberty Roundtable live show with the Sheriff Mack show. So it's TV and radio combined for this hour. In other words, um, every Tuesday morning, right? Well, anyway, the show used to be 9 to 11 Eastern time. And it's six days a week. Most broadcasters are only five days a week or else they're weekend warriors. We're six days a week. Because what happened is I wanted to, um, I used to be on the air three hours a day, Monday through Friday. And I felt like we can't, we're not even covering all the news we need to get to, man. We got to go four hours. And then I thought, you know what? That's insane. Nobody can listen that long. So what I did was I dropped the three-hour show, moved it to a two-hour show, but expanded from five days a week to six days a week. So there's more around-the-clock news coverage, right? That's the whole point. Anyway, well, on the Sabbath, we rest, which is great news, as good the good Lord told us to do. But the reason I'm spending time on all this is not really to promote my radio show so much, but to let you know that we've changed the time. Instead of 9 to 11 Eastern, it's now 10 to noon Eastern which means 8 to 10 Mountain Time. And for the folks in Arizona where Sheriff Mack is, it's now 7 to 9 as opposed to 6 to 8. So it's 7 to 9. So Liberty Roundtable Live slightly changes broadcast times, new time going forward, 8 to 10 Mountain Time. And that's fantastic news because then the West Coast folks can listen a lot easier. It also means that we kick off Tuesdays with TV first, radio second. So you'll see Richard back on TV, and then you'll hear him the second hour on the radio as well. One other house cleaning item or news the networks refuse to use, Pete, you got to know about. Ladies and gentlemen, vindicated. I'm going to say that again. Vindicated. Judge Roy Moore from Alabama wins $8.2 million defamation judgment. Yeah, Roy Moore was awarded over $8 million in damages for the derogatory ad that was ran in 2017 against him. Now, I got the news from Craig Munger. He's at 1819news.com. And by the way, we met the owner of 1819news at the latest pit with Catherine and Greg at the True the Vote event last weekend. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, 1819news.com gets credit for this one. Quick little tidbit on it. 
on Friday, a jury in a federal court in the Northern District of Alabama found the Senate majority pack out of Washington, D.C., guilty. They were liable for $8.2 million in damages to Roy Moore. Why? Well, it turns out... They were liable for libel. <laughs> both. Libel and liable. Both of them. One's a legal term, one's a responsibility term, right? Uh, and the reality yeah. is, because they literally used their pack to lie, they created a shopping mall ad stating that he had been absolutely banned from the Gadsden Mall for what? Listen, soliciting sex from young girls turned out to be an outright, flat-out lie. And they claim that they want to expand the Democratic majority uh, in America. That's what the PAC's all about. But they got their head handed to them, and the mainstream press ain't touching it. With Sheriff Mack, welcome to the broadcast. And why don't you give Roy Moore a big old kudos, sir? Oh, absolutely, Sam. I was so thrilled to hear about that. And Judge Moore had been dragged through the mud so much that these people in Washington, D.C., this PAC, this Democrat-supporting PAC, thought that they could add to it. And and because he had already been dragged through the mud so much, they thought they could lie about some more mud and just throw it at him to make sure that he could not get back into office. You know, these people should be joining with the federal government like uh, no other and and, uh, adding to the uh, attacks on Donald Trump so they could lose some more money. This shows, Sam, how absolutely dishonest these Democrat PACs are, uh, and they thought because he's a celebrity and, and celebrities have a higher threshold of required proof when you go to any uh, civil civil lawsuit for slander and libel, uh, they thought they could get away with it. Uh, and this is one time they didn't, and I am absolutely thrilled well, with uh, the verdict. Uh, it should have been amen. more money, actually. It should have been more money. But other than that, I'm thrilled for Dr. Uh, for uh, But I Judge hate Moore. to admit, it's only a partial win, Sheriff. Why is that? Well, they got $8.2 million, and they were liable and liable for sure. Yes. And it exposes the dishonest, fraudulent nature of some of these packs in the first place. But let me tell you why we didn't yes. completely win. Because they still committed vote fraud. That lie probably cost Roy Moore the election. Uh, in Alabama. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, this yeah. PAC literally committed vote fraud, Sheriff. When you lie about a candidate and run their name through the mud intentionally to smear them, um, you affect vote outcomes. Let's not pretend it's not true. They committed election fraud here. That's a whole other aspect of this case nobody's talking about but me. It's election yeah, and, fraud, and sir. I think, that's, I think that's a valid point. I think it is. And it's one, it's completely dishonest. It's intentionally done. And that has been happening for quite some time. And Hillary Clinton uh, was guilty of the same thing on the Russian hoax against Donald Trump. Uh, and, but so was the FBI, uh, as you well know. Amen. So anyway, I, I thought know, that Sam, was worth bringing it up. This is a great victory. And it is. And, and uh, we need to get Judge Moore on and get his response. But Amen. that'll be a later time. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to skip the quote that you have, sir, for your Supreme Court yeah, case. Yeah, we'll pass Why? the quote. 
Yes. Because that's what we're going to talk about today in totality. So there was a yeah. uh, an event where Sheriff Mack was interviewed by uh, a whacked out lady named Sarah at CNN. And the interview was literally almost an hour and a half long. Actually, yes. a little over an hour and a half long. And they boiled it down to, what, four or five dishonest minutes of reporting, Sheriff? Yeah, I guess. And and the actual footage for me, maybe even less, because they showed a, a footage from our uh, press conference that we had in Las Vegas a month ago. And uh, they also showed some footage. And, and this is another question, Sam. Maybe you know this because you've been around uh, journalism for for most of your life. How is it that they were able to use Epic Times pieces and and not give Epic the Epic Times credit? The, well, I'll give you an they answer. They literally they literally showed uh, footage from uh, the the Freedom Fest uh, where it showed Al, Alex Newman being interviewed. By uh, I believe it was it, it was Epic Times, but they but they showed several clips uh, from yes, uh, the, the panel discussion, uh, the panel discussion, and they weren't there, so they had to have stolen that and used it without giving credit. Yeah, but sheriff, so you can do anything you want until you. somebody calls you on the carpet, sir. I guess so, but uh, yeah. Uh, so Alex needs to sue him. Uh, the Epic Times needs to sue them. See, that's what I mean. We yeah. need to not tolerate this stuff, folks. Look at Red, Judge Roy Moore. He didn't tolerate it, and now he's got $8.2 million to continue the fight. That's what they do to us all the time. We never do that. When it's our turn, uh, we just go, golly, this guy's being bad. What they do is they yeah. flat out <laughs> impeach you and sue you and try to throw you in prison and raid your home and go crazy, right? We don't do those things. Yeah. Therefore, we're losing the battle, buddy. Yeah, and after after the entire uh, 85-minute interview with Sarah Sidner, uh, she gave me her word that what she used would be fair, that she, she, she would be fair. Yeah, I know. She did. And uh, she absolutely probably, lied. The biggest, the, the, probably the biggest lie was that she never once mentioned that I sued the federal government and won a case at the United States Supreme Court. All right, so hold on. We're going to play clip one. Here's Sheriff Richard okay. Mack with Sarah, and here's how Richard starts out the interview. My name's Richard Mack, or Richard Ivan Mack, and I'm known as Sheriff Mack. And I was sheriff for eight years right here in Arizona, and while I was, I sued the federal government and won a case at the United States Supreme Court, and that is the only reason you and I know each other. Tell me why you sued the government. Remind people why you sued the government and you won that case. Yes, we won. Uh, that's the important thing to remember here is that we won. It's the only time in U.S. history when a sheriff uh, launched a major lawsuit against the federal government, the Clinton administration in this particular case, uh, because of the overreach of the federal government. Uh, they went too far, and it was the Brady Bill. And the Brady Bill was the first time in history where a supposed law from the United States Congress and the Clinton administration commandeered the office of sheriff for federal bidding and with a threat of arrest if we failed to comply. I, I kid you not. This is how crazy this bill was. They are forcing us to work for them for free to enforce the Brady Bill. And if we refuse, they're going to arrest us. And, and that, that's how 
ridiculous this bill was. And I can't believe that every sheriff in the country didn't join me in the lawsuit. Ultimately, six other sheriffs joined me in the lawsuit. We took it all the way to the Supreme Court. Sheriff Prince from Montana and I ended up at the Supreme Court in December of 1996. And on June 27, 1997, the United States Supreme Court sided with us. I was disappointed in the political nature of it. The five Republicans sided with me. Uh, and the four Democrats sided with Clinton. And I don't like playing politics with the Constitution. Let me ask you about that case. Here you are, a local sheriff, suing the federal government, mm -hmm. and you won. So doesn't that tell you the system works? All right, I want to stop right there and make a couple of points. No, to me, it doesn't show that the system works. <clears throat> and the reason why, Sarah, is because people like you in the media do not tell the truth and carry forward the ball. You want to pick and choose what cases you highlight. So when Sheriff Mack wins, that was the opening salvo of the whole interview. Okay? Yeah. And she admits several times that you won, and she knows it. <clears throat> well, then, in her boiled-down interview, she doesn't refer to your win at all. That's the whole reason you're sitting in front of her, Sheriff, and she knows it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how honest is it's that? Pretty, it's pretty astonishing uh, how they want to make sure. And I even told her there were numerous other uh left-wing uh, media rags that refused to acknowledge uh, that I ever did that. And why? Because they all want to make sure that they allow me no credibility whatsoever. They don't want, it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit. You see, Sam, as you very well know, this was not an interview. This was an opportunity for them to attack and lie and present their narrative about who I am and what I did and wh what what the CSPA and I are all about. It doesn't fit that I went through the system. It doesn't fit that I proved that the system works because she, and I, I love your point, she wanted to make sure that it isn't allowed, that it isn't part of the system because the system I used did work, but she wants none of it. And that's what I thought was astonishing. Well, and then she spends the rest of the whole hour and a half almost interview, ladies and gentlemen, literally uh, basically trying to show that what you're doing is destroying America. What you're doing has no validity. What you're doing has no authority. And what you're doing is misplaced. And she hints at, you're committing violence in the land. She doesn't say it, but she brings up militias. She brings up the Oath Keepers. She brings up everything to try to sully your name. She doesn't do anything to try to lay out the truth, which is, hey, if the sheriff has no authority like she claims, then how did a sheriff beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court is my question. She ignores that whole narrative. She plays other sheriffs. Um, I don't know what you want to say, uh, circumstances ahead of yours. You get kind of the end clip of her whole narrative, if you will, the last minute and a half of a four-minute deal or whatever it is. 
Uh, but yet, you know what? She had an hour and a half of your answers, of your explanations, of your uh, etc. And she literally doesn't do anything to highlight the truth. And I'm going to give you an example of kind of part of the debate that took place between Sheriff Mack and Sarah. And uh, so I need the producer to play clip three, not two. I know they're out of order. It's my fault. I was just scrambling. You want to play clip three uh, right when now. You, when you talk about these choices, right, yeah. that, that you feel like sheriffs would be able to just stand up and say, we're not enforcing that law. Doesn't that create anarchy? Doesn't that create chaos? You could decide you don't want to. No, 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 no. no. Wait, wait. You, you could decide you don't want to support yeah. this law that's been passed, and someone mm-hmm. else could decide. You know what? I don't want to support this law that's been passed, and you you, you have chaos. Correct? Well, um, chaos? chaos. So if the officers would have taken Rosa Parks home, that would have been chaos. Please. Here's the opposite of that. Please. Right? The officers decided to arrest her, and they felt they had the law behind them, so they thought they were doing the right thing. Correct. So if you take oh that God. further and you extrapolate that out, everyone decides what laws they're going to enforce and what laws they're not. It sounds like chaotic anarchy. Where, where is the chaos? Where's the chaos in standing for liberty? I don't know why people ha- think that liberty is chaotic. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pound the drum on Rosa Parks uh, until the cows but, come home. But Rosa Parks, those officers decided that they were enforcing. The they law. were wrong. They were stupid. They were deciding that they were wrong, and eventually the courts decided that they were, they were wrong. But at the time, they thought they were enforcing the law. No. When but, we look back on it, we say that was absolutely wrong. But the truth of the matter is, if people just get to decide what laws they're going to enforce in your law enforcement, no. uh, don't we have chaos? That, 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 no. Where is it? You mean So if I refused to arrest Martin Luther King, there would have been chaos. That's ridiculous. There would have been chaos. Actually. Why? There was chaos after and before. It well, there was. Okay. I admit it because the stupid cops. It was government that was out of line. Martin Luther King wasn't out of line. But who decides that? I think, I think that's the question. Common sense does. And the Constitution does. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go to Sheriff Richard Mack on this, but I have several points to make on this psychotic <laughs> that, that was exchange choice. that makes no sense, sir. <laughs> oh my god. Do you want to comment Sam. first, Sheriff? No, go ahead. Keep going. I've I've I'm uh, really emotionally right. involved in that. So let me let me kind of take this on. First off, she's saying that if they would have arrested or if they would have not arrested Rosa Parks, there would have yeah. been absolute chaos in the land. Chaos. Why? <laughs> because sheriffs can decide when they're going to enforce a law and when they're not. So let me kind of put a couple of reality checks to her absolute, either flat-out ignorant response or her simple, either lack of knowledge or her intentional manipulation. I don't know which, Sarah. I'd like to I'd like to believe you're ignorant rather than intentionally full of malice, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm being kind. I'd appreciate you being ignorant rather than intentionally full of malice <laughs> and hatred and dishonesty to that level, okay? But let me ask you. So when you get pulled over by a cop, Sarah, and you were speeding, so you're violating the law, don't you know? You're violating the law. You got it, Sarah? And then the cop decides that, you know what? You're a nice, pretty lady. <clears throat> I'm not going to give you a ticket. You know what, ma'am, Sarah, please slow down uh, because you're, you know, you're endangering people. I wanted to just give you a warning today. Have a marvelous day, and he leaves. He just absolutely created chaos all over the country. Chaos. chaos. Is that right? Yeah, anarchy, chaos.
It couldn't have been worse. I mean, there couldn't be more chaos than cops doing that. Yeah, good point, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Now I jaywalk, and, and I shouldn't, but dang it, it's it's half a mile down the road to the crosswalk, and so I jaywalk, yeah. and the cop busts me. Now he could toss me in the clink there. He could mm-hmm. find me there, or he could say, Sam, your name is not Jay. Stop jaywalking. I mean, Sam walking. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, and he lets me go. We just got flat out chaos, buddy, going on. Chaos. Everywhere. Chaos. Just absolutely yep. chaos. Ma'am, I pulled yep. you over because you failed to stop at that stop sign back there. Did you see that stop sign? Yes, sir, I did. But you know what? My kid was getting out of their car seat, and I was distracted a little bit because I wanted to get my kid buckled. So I was getting ready to pull over, believe it or not, to correct this when you pulled me over. You know what? I'm going to give you a warning this time, ma'am, because I get the conflict. Have a good day. Please be really careful. <clears throat> Boom. Chaos. Nuts on parade. Now, let me tell you another story, because I've got several of them, Sarah, and they get more poignant as the broadcast continues. You are watching the one and only Sheriff Mac Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live Radio, right here on the one and only Brighty on TV and radio networks. The global currency collapse will wipe out the dollar and many other assets, and the only things that will maintain value during the global debt reset are those with intrinsic value that do not require governments, corporations, or markets to make good on their obligations. At the top of this list of intrinsic assets is physical gold and silver. These precious metals have outlasted every failed civilization and government in human history. And they are non-digital, which means they still hold value even if the power grid fails. The Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals Company is my go-to source for physical precious metals that are delivered securely and discreetly into your hands. Visit brightionmetals.com to check their live pricing and in-stock coins and bars. Find out why they are my trusted source for physical metals and why they're the official sponsor of brighteon.tv. brighteonmetals.com Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer is the Bibby Stick at sat123.com. The Bibby Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bibby Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available.
this incredible CNN dishonest interview Sarah did with Sheriff Richard Mack. We just played a soundbite. She believes that the cops don't enforce all the laws. They don't have discretion, in her view, uh, to not to, – to pick and choose, to not enforce something. So I went with my daughter, and she got caught speeding, and the cop pulled her over, and he literally gave her a ticket. And then we left, and as, as a dad, I was kind of smirking because I felt like she kind of deserved a ticket. Not that I really think you should get tickets for speeding, nevertheless, but I, anyway, I just kind of was smirking. My daughter was mad all day. We drove around, did a bunch of errands, came back, and we saw the cop on the side of the road with a flat tire, folks. And my daughter laughed and went, ah, that sucker deserves it. And I went, no, we got to go help him. We got we to do a good turn daily. We got to return kindness for the lack thereof. So we go over and offer to help the cop. He eventually does not take our help. But we say, okay, sir, we just wanted to make sure that you had all that you needed. And so we left and got in our car. Next thing you know, the cop comes over. And uh, he basically says to my daughter, do you have that ticket I gave you? And she said, yes. And he took it and he ripped it up right in front of her. And he says, I like to reward good deeds. Have a wonderful day, ma'am. And he leaves. Oh, wow. Now, Sheriff, wow. he just absolutely created anarchy, absolute yeah. chaos in the land, chaos. ladies and gentlemen. Now, has she lost her cotton-picking mind, Sheriff? Yeah, I think so because, Sam, in fact, that's the exact point I wanted to make. She was so hell-bent on trying to convince the nation that our message of following the Constitution – is chaos, that it's anarchy, that it's wrong, that it's immoral. And she did that and had to abandon Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, two of her heroes. Sarah Sidner is black. She told me, I'm black. And so she's automatically an expert on civil rights and slavery. And That's a lie. she didn't want me comparing any abuse today. Throughout the whole interview, she didn't want me to Just because you're black, abuse. that doesn't make you an authority. Oh, I know. But she said it did. And right. and uh, she, she said, well, I'm black. You know, you can't. And so she several times she called me on the carpet for comparing abuse during COVID mandates of forcing somebody to wear a diaper on their face. How could you compare that to slavery? I said, complete control over another person. But she, and then I said, how about the abuses going on against the Amish, Amish farmers who are being thrown in prison and, and having their uh, family farms of over a hundred years being destroyed by bureaucrats from Washington, D.C. because they don't pasteurize their milk or they make a salve out of chickweed and so on and so on. And she goes, oh, well, that's not very bad. You know, and I said, just because it's not as bad as slavery does not mean it's okay to do. And, and so she's abandoning all decency. She's abandoning any other uh, problems with government where there is chaos. And I said, if you want to see chaos, go down to the border. That's where chaos is. But following liberty and, and putting liberty first is not chaos. It's America. Let me ask Sarah, Let me ask Sarah another question. Ready? Yes. So for all the liberals who love sanctuary cities – speaking of the border, where they literally no, have okay. whole cities that simply say, illegals, you are welcome to our city. We will not prosecute you. We will not hold you accountable. We will not deport you. What we will do is give you uh, 
a green card or some kind of a way to have a driver's license, a way to have a job and to work or a social security number, whatever. We'll do all that we can to give you special, well, to vote for sure, special treatment and everything else. So um, those cities are picking and choosing laws because it's against the law, by the way. It's illegal, just so you know. So my question to her is, how do you justify those? I say to you, those are creating chaos and anarchy, anarchy in the land. What's the difference yeah. between what Sheriff Mack is proposing and the examples we gave and the examples that I give about sanctuary cities? And the answer is clear. One follows the rule of law, the supreme law, and the other one does not, Sheriff. That's the difference of when you pick and choose when anarchy is created versus when stability and safety and liberty is promoted. See, and Sam, you you said the word just a minute ago that really what this is. This is not journalism. This is not reporting. CNN it does not report. I even told her that once in the interview. I, I, I don't know if you remember that part where I told her she was a hack for the Democrats. And I said, she goes, no, I'm not. And I go, you work for CNN. Yes, you are. You know, and she wanted to deny it, but. And she it's, tried to say, I'll be nice. fair. I'll be fair. Of course I'll be fair, Sheriff. Then oh, how yeah. come the whole reason you're together about Sheriff Mack winning at the Supreme Court, how come that's left out of the discussion? Right. How right. come she's debating? She even debated for democracy and against a constitutional republic. Even when you told her we don't have a democracy, try to pledge allegiance to the flag, she still didn't get it. Why? Because she's so yeah. woke she can't listen and she can't learn. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, very good, very good, Sam. And I, I, I am having so much fun having you do this because it presents such a, a vivid example of the woke mentality. She's even willing to abandon Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King to promote her woke philosophies. Wow, wow. Yeah. Now she then tried yeah. to play games. Not only is she suggesting that you're creating anarchy, uh, and a breakdown uh, uh, of the social norms in society. But then she went further, and she tried to tie us uh, in negative ways to militias and to January 6th, uh, et cetera. And again, she left all this out. But you basically said, not only did I not attend January 6th, but I literally publicly on the radio and elsewhere encouraged people not to go because you believed it would be a fiasco, that it would not go well, that there was no value in it. And she didn't even give you credit for the things that you agree on. That's how evil and dishonest these people are. Look, if you're honest, you're going to say, hey, we agree that Rosa Parks was treated wrongly. Uh, We agree that Martin Luther King said a lot of good things. We agree that January 6th, you know what, should have never happened. And that we, we both, you know, feel like it was, if, if people have uh, created illegal activity, that they should be prosecuted for that. Those are a lot of things that you have common ground on. She didn't give one inch for common ground either. See, that's how you know people are woke and dishonest. Why won't they give an inch for common ground that they completely agree with? Um, she didn't um, give an yeah. inch about your Supreme Court yeah. case win. And if sheriffs are completely yeah. wrong, how did you win at the Supreme Court? Bill Clinton violated the law, and he was held accountable. Now, it's interesting, too, that not only was Sheriff Mack right on the Supreme Court case with Bill Clinton, Sheriff Mack won, Bill Clinton lost, uh, but in the other court case that you guys pointed to, you were right, right? Plessy versus Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. And she had no, she had no, she had no comment for that. I said because well, she had no understanding Supreme of it. No, well, yeah, again, she was okay with abandoning that problem to promote her woke philosophy. 
and and she she abandoned history, she abandoned Jim Crow laws, she abandoned civil rights movement, she abandoned Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, uh, because she has a job to do, and that is to promote CNN woke philosophies, and she didn't care if she trampled on her word to me, she didn't care if she trampled on me. Uh, it, it we're just a stepping stone. Anyone is for their um, uh, agenda. And again, this is CNN did not want to interview me. She wanted to attack me. And and folks asked me, why would you even go on with them? Because you need, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you're being attacked by CNN, that is a huge compliment. Uh, it being ignored and that we're not making any headway and that we're not making a difference. If CSPOA is not making a difference, she would have never called me. Uh, Anna Maya was the uh, producer who, who first called me. I still have her phone number. I still have her email. I have texted her and called her and emailed her several times about some of the comments people have made to me and some of my observations about this. She will not respond. She will not respond at all. Well, In and fact, I called, that's another thing. I called Anna and asked if mm -hmm. Sarah could be on the, the TV or radio with us today and or another mm -hmm. time. And I've called her three times since you gave me the phone number yesterday. Not a single response from them. They're afraid, and right oh, now yes. they're in their bunkers, Sheriff. Right. Right. They, they attacked. They did their hit and run. And they're afraid for any more exposure whatsoever. They don't want this exposed. Uh, they did not want me uh, to record this. And I said, uh, first of all, it was my house, but it was actually my daughter's house. And I said, the rule is I'm going to record this. She goes, I already told you you couldn't. And I said, no, you told me I couldn't videotape it, but I am going to record this. And she said, okay. But and I got so a question. It was audio only. I got a question though. Hold yeah. on. How does she make the rules? This is what's interesting. Who gives her the authority yeah. to decide what happens? Either you're going to interview me and I'm going to record it or you're not going to interview me. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. See, here's what's interesting. Why will we be interviewed by them and they won't be interviewed by us? Because I have another couple of questions for Sarah <laughs> about this whole thing. And here's my question to Sarah. She asked you, what do you teach, Sheriff? Mm -hmm. It's a fair question. Yeah. I think it's a great question. I love the it. problem with it is she would not let you finish your statements on what the CSPOA teaches. I will. Go ahead, sir. Well, Sam, <laughs> uh, I, it, that's really a simple answer. I, I told her we train sheriffs to put liberty first all public officials no matter what branch they're in we teach to put liberty first to protect rights to protect civil rights and i even asked her what has ever happened to civil rights uh and she tried to argue that they were still there and i said no they're not and and, and i gave her numerous examples but the key component of that and i said whoops I should have just quoted from the Declaration of Independence. This is what we teach, and this is the purpose of all government. And then I quoted, that to secure these rights, 
governments are instituted among men. And that's it. And she goes, we'll have to end with that. And and that now, was we'll the end that of the interview. In a couple of minutes. But what's interesting is she literally interrupted whenever she would ask Richard a question. She would interrupt every single time. She wouldn't let him finish his statements like I just did. She wouldn't let him finish the uh, argument that he was making or the point that he was trying to articulate. She literally interrupted, and then she's like, well, wait, what about this? What about that? Every question she asked was literally a hostile question. And because when you say, what do you teach? Then she argued with every point you made. She argued with everything. And her whole point is, how does a sheriff or how does anyone get to decide? In other words, she's advocating what, for the courts to decide? Well, if she's advocating for that, then how come when the court agrees with Richard Mack on multiple occasions, does she ignore that? See, that's the dishonesty in her agenda. But look, everyone who takes an oath, Sheriff, must decide because life happens real time. Life doesn't happen when Bill Clinton says he's going to arrest you and you have to wait, what, a year and a half to get to the Supreme Court or whatever it is? Two years? Three and a half. Whatever? Three and a half years? Okay, life happens real time. When he's going to arrest you if you don't comply, you've got to decide what you're going to do now, not after the Supreme Court has their hating. So everyone who takes the oath of office, Sheriff, must decide for themselves. So when she wants to know who decides, that's the answer to your question, Sarah. And if you don't believe me, when the sheriff pulls you over for a traffic ticket, does he have to decide on the spot or can he go ahead and call the Supreme Court real quick? <laughs> He's got to think in his mind, I'm going to create chaos if I don't give her a ticket or I can give her the yeah. ticket. Um, I guess I'm just going to run around and create chaos. Uh, and he's just a rogue right. agent. See, that is the dishonest lie that she's articulating or that she's advocating or that she's trying to string together this false narrative that isn't true. Everyone who takes the oath of office must decide real time. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's what she's saying. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I love uh, your comments on this. Uh, and and it's making it worthwhile that I did the interview. I'm so glad to be able to discuss this. Yeah, with I you. do have one criticism though, Sheriff. Oh, one, uh, it's constructive criticism. The only thing I don't think you did that you should have done is ask your own questions and pin her down for the answers. Okay, this is what we yeah. need to learn to do more in the media, and this takes practice and experience because you want to get along and you want to be kind. That's your nature. It is not their nature. They're evil and have an agenda from the get-go, and they're always creating entrapment, oh, yeah. if you will, if they can. <laughs> but what you should have done, for example, is brought up the sanctuary cities to her on this chaos point and made oh, her yeah. answer, do you support yeah. sanctuary cities, and yes or no? Now, in the interview, she tried to force you with a yes or no answer, which wasn't right. honest or fair because there's different rules all across the country, different guidelines, sure. different laws, etc. But she tried to force a yes or no answer. But yes or no, Sarah, do you support sanctuary cities because if you say no then your network's going to fire you you got that sarah right. your check will be on You're the line sure. you will not get paid to peddle propaganda anymore do you read me all right yep. now if she says yes i support them then she's an anarchist you got that sheriff then she yeah 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 
So I, I really wish I had. Constructive criticism yeah. is there's there's questions. So, for example, on Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, do you support the arrest of Rosa Parks? Yes or no, Sarah? Because if you say no, then I'm going to say um, you would have to act in real time. The cops acted wrong in real time, and we teach them to act right going forward. But, Sarah, if you say yes, you support the arrest of Rosa Parks, well, then we'll have a heyday with that soundbite, won't we, Sarah? Of See, course. So you, of all, course. my only constructive criticism would be you've got to pin them down, and you can't answer your own questions. You've got to let them squirm and force them to answer. Right. Right. Just a little media guidance from a guy that's been in it for a long time. They beat me up and drug me through the mud <laughs> plenty of times, too. But otherwise, the interview was incredible. Your responses were spot on. You were very patient and kind, and you kept humor. She was so serious because she had her head handed to her that she didn't know how to take the humor. It was kind of comical. So if you go to CSPOA.org, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch the whole long-form interview. Um, she won't release that, but we will. She won't come on our broadcast, yeah. but we will go on hers. Do you see who's who here? Now let's play the final right. soundbite. It's actually clip two, and then we'll let Richard Mack finish talking about this uh, as well. We're running out of time faster than we want to. Here's clip two. In one sentence, yeah. what do you want sheriffs to take away from your organization when they go out into the world and they are enforcing the law? What do you want sheriffs to take Oh, I've said that. I'll say it again. Put liberty first. Put the principles of liberty first in every facet of your job. Enforce the principles of liberty. Defend people's rights. Quote, I'm fa I should have said this first. Declaration of Independence. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. That's what we should be doing. Period. Period. Now, I've got an answer to the question, too, that's very similar to yours, Sheriff. Yours was spot on good. But I would say this. Sheriff, public official, whoever you are, here's the sentence. You took an oath to the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. Keep it, exclamation point. Keep it. I like that, Sam. Yeah, I, that fits perfectly. Uh, and, you know, um, uh, I, I really felt uh, that I was in the zone through most of the interview. Uh, she didn't get to me. Uh, she didn't rile me. Uh, and She got riled, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did a couple times. She got kind of times. mad. And, uh, yeah. And, and I even said in the interview, I said, I know it's got a little bit contentious here. You know, and uh, so I, I I also asked her uh, who the supreme uh, law enforcement officer is in in each county because she asked me uh, who who's more powerful, the sheriff or the president. And I told See, her that's, that's an argument they like to they like to use that argument to create yeah. chaos and create confusion. You wisely yeah, pointed chaos. out it's apples and oranges, but then you said who yeah. is the chief law enforcement in a county, and she admitted the sheriff. The but sheriff. of course, and I was surprised. I thought she was lying. I thought she was lying because she yeah, actually she said that. And I, I go, "Wow, that was easy." You know, but no, she yeah, said but the then it never made the interview. Role. No, of course not. She was hoping but, that was on the cutting room floor, my friend. Yeah, yeah. But because so, you wisely I, recorded the interview, it sees the light of day, my friend. Good work. 
Yeah, I, and 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 Sam, I, I'll tell you, uh, I would do it again. And in fact, she said she was going to try to get me on Don Lemon or some other night uh, show. She actually said that Sarah did, uh, not not Anna, Sarah. Uh, and because I even asked her, I said, "Is it Don Lemon or Don Lemon?" She goes, "Don Lemon." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "I would love to be on with him." And folks, I'm telling you, I would. And and the reason is, Don Lemon would not be able to edit my comments like Sarah did, and and CNN did. And I'm actually going to send this whole thing to uh, hopefully the manager CEO of CNN and tell him all I ask is that I get equal time to tell the truth on the Don Lemon show or Anderson Cooper. This was on no, the I'll Anderson never Cooper show. Buddy. No, they won't. I don't believe so. But I, I'm going to see. I told my wife, I said, maybe there's somebody at CNN with an ounce of decency. And no, I'm going to try it. Well, if it's the head guy. That's the problem. You know. I believe a lot of these people have some decency, Sheriff, but I believe they'll get fired. And the reason I say that is Glenn Beck used to be on CNN. Then he went to Fox. Eventually he left Fox, and he said, the reason I left Fox is because they won't let me talk about God, and I can't take it anymore. So it just shows that there are good people, and they come out of the woodwork. We're calling good journalists everywhere to jettison these titanic yesteryear media outlets that are peddling propaganda uh, and move to organizations that report the truth. Do it, and do it now. Yeah. Well, Sam, I don't know how much, how much time do we have left. Two minutes, a minute and a half. Well, I, I, I just wanted to mention real quickly, I have something Ooh. very much in common with Donald Trump. I also was raided by the FBI and the IRS back when I was running for Utah County Sheriff. In and we'll talk about that sometime. Also, they Let's talked about the IRS in the interview, too, and she actually defended the IRS. Imagine that. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the Sheriff <laughs> Mack Show on TV, baby. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse... Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. 
That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips, baby. I'm telling you right now, wow, the Bridie on TV interview was killer. Sound bites from CNN. We take on the mainstream press like never before, ladies and gentlemen. Their dominant gatekeeping days are over. Yesteryear media is being relegated to the trash heap of yesteryear where it belongs. And we, the people, are standing with God, family, and country and protecting life, liberty, and property like nobody's business, baby. That's what goes on. On your radio every day, six days a week, two hours a day, when it's Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday. We had our guest on, Mr. Dr. Scott Bradley, and we talked about the Connick Company, C-O-N, no, K-O-N-N-E-C-H, Connick, K-O-N-N-E-C-H. And uh, they have a software program called Pole Chief. And Pole Chief uh, is by a man who became a U.S. citizen, but he's a Chinese operative. And the voting systems in America are literally ran through the Chinese Internet backbone. I kid you not. We'll provide more information on that over the next several days and weeks due to the incredible research by True the Vote. We're partnering with him at the CSPOA, and we're going to do a whole lot of incredible election fraud investigations Ladies and gentlemen, the truth shall make us free. We also talked about Judge Bruce Reinhardt released the or un, uh, unveiled the Mar-a-Lago, they say, raid warrant. The problem is we don't have the affidavit behind it. We don't have all the details. But we talked about A.G. Merrick Garland, who said he personally approved it. Yeah, who gave you authority and who else signed off on that, Garland? He won't say. Now, several GOP lawmakers are calling for the federal agencies to release the affidavit, but most of them will not. Sections of the warrant and the inventory report were basically reported by the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times before it was released. How did they get a copy of that internally before it was released? And is that criminal activity, I ask? Wow, shame on them, ladies and gentlemen. We need the Justice Department's application for the warrant. Yeah, we need that ASAP. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up on Brighty on Radio. And, of course, we're syndicated by LovingLiberty.net. Share the love, spread the word, and we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and the goal always to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the broadcast. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, is with me. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hello. Thank you very much, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. All right. So we had some incredible events, ladies and gentlemen. We had our (laughs) press conference, which was out of this world. Awesome. CNN and others uh, literally wanted to cover it. They loved it. Well, in the efforts to destroy us and to dishonestly report and misrepresent and et cetera. One of those efforts was done by Sarah over at CNN. Shame on Sarah. Uh, because she literally uh, did an hour and a half, hour and 25-minute interview. But it turned out to be nothing more than a hit piece on The Good Sheriff. Uh, because she boiled it down to about four or five minutes of a total interview. Uh, but yet she used uh, other sheriffs, talked about them for the first uh, half or more of it. And then she put a little bit about Sheriff Mack, but she didn't highlight any of the salient points. She didn't cover any of the the reality checks. For example, Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. She didn't highlight that. Sheriff Mack talked about a one-sentence statement about what we teach at the CSPOA and why she didn't include that. There were several debates that she virtually lost had her head had her head handed to her she didn't highlight any of those all she did was try to make it out to be the sheriff is a violent uh belligerent uh guy that wants to create anarchy and literally destroy america the problem is is sheriff mack was wise enough to record in audio the whole interview that has now been released so people can see the hatchet job on cnn anderson cooper hatchet um, manipulated, leave 90% of the interview plus on the cutting room floor and put together a false, dishonest, immoral uh, narrative. Or you can listen to the whole interview if you go to CSPOA.org and you can hear the whole 100 hour and 25 minute interview. Uh, and you can hear exactly the exchanges between the two. And they fought about everything, ladies and gentlemen. They fought about democracy versus a republic, which we'll get into later. I've got a soundbite for this. They fought about um, anarchy. If sheriffs Uh, decide for themselves. Sheriffs have the ability to choose. They have the ability to decide, you know what, I'm not going to give you a traffic ticket today, sir. I'm going to give you a warning. Have a good day. They decide those things. They have the right of discretion, ladies and gentlemen. And she tried to pretend they don't. With regards to slavery, she tried to set herself up because she's supposedly black Uh, that she somehow is the authority on slavery. I disagree with that narrative as well. Um, She made it sound like the slaves in America uh, were the most abused people. Well, she wants you to believe that blacks were the most abused people. If I say you're out of your cotton-picking mind, she'll say I'm a racist. But just so you know, my Alabama forebearers on my birth family were cotton-pickers, and they were white, just so you know. And when it was so dang mind-numbing hot and back-breaking, mind-numbing pain and heat and everything else, they would say, are you out of your cotton-picking mind? Because it will drive you out of your mind to pick cotton in the heat like that. It has nothing to do with racism, folks. My white ancestors picked cotton. Alabama 
which is a white singing group, sings about, you know what, they picked cotton. And they were so broke they didn't even know it, but they picked cotton all day. But it made them have great memories of hard work and family and love. And Okay, this is the narrative that we teach. They teach a completely different narrative. Well, if you want to talk about the most abused people in the country ever in American history, it isn't the Indians. It isn't the blacks. It's the Mormons, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No group has ever been under an extermination order by a sitting governor, Governor Boggs, where it was like shoot women, men, children on sight if they don't flee the country, if they don't leave. And so they left in the middle of winter. And they crossed the Great Plains. It is one of the most abusive reality checks in not only American history, but in history, period, bar none, Sheriff. And personally, I think those kind of things should be discussed with the poor victim. Yeah, and if they're ever going to, um, what, what are they, uh, they want, not reciprocity, but uh, to pay blacks for their ancestral slavery, uh to ah, what is that word uh reparations reparations yeah. yes sir okay. yeah so if they want to they want all the taxpayers today to pay for reparations and, and i can actually yes mormons are gonna get a big old check aren't we brother yeah yeah but i believe the mormons should join that re- reparation thing and in fact uh, as a protest i probably would join that you know because uh certainly some of my ancestors uh were in the uh, uh, handcart uh, companies that did cross the plains, and, and so uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, my uh, membership in the Mormon Church goes all the way back to almost the very beginning of the restoration of that church. So uh, I was going to say foundation, but I guess I, you could say that to, in a sense. Uh, but uh, so I, you know, I'm all in favor of that. Uh, you know, if they want to, but if they do it to everybody. They're going to have to first start with the American Indian. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Native Americans. Uh, and so after that, then they're going to have to go to the uh, Asians who were uh, forced into labor camps. Uh, and it's going to go on and on and on. And by the time you're done, uh, the Irish are going to be included to what happened to them in New York. And, uh, <laughs> on and on. Yeah, it never you ends know? with the wrongs and the abuses, ladies and gentlemen. I choose to look forward with faith and hope of the greatest country on the face of the earth and say, despite the problems we all had, uh, let's make sure we never repeat those negative things in history, but let's focus on what matters most. Uh, But you guys argued about democracy versus a republic. You argued about race and slavery uh, versus uh, the abuse of wearing a diaper on your face and masks. Uh, Mm -hmm. And really, you guys debated this issue about the January 6th issue as well. And what they want to do is sling mud and include every one of us in January 6th, Sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know what, you're guilty just by association or by, what do you want to say, political ideology maybe, that somehow yeah. you're guilty. And, 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 and I find this narrative deplorable, Sheriff, this idea that you're guilty because you believe in the Constitution and those who wouldn't believe in the Constitution. Is that the association? I'm not really sure how this dishonest narrative even has legs, but it does because of Sarah and others continuing to push that dishonest, um, in my opinion, disconnected from reality narrative. Yeah, and if people want to look her up, uh, her name is Sarah Sidner, S-I-D-N-E-R, Sarah Sidner. Uh, And there is, you know, I feel like uh, Luke Skywalker on... Of Star Wars, <laughs> when he was trying to 
when he was trying to claim that <laughs> there was still goodness in his dad and Darth Vader. I, I, there were a couple of times where I felt like she was a decent person. Uh, the, and I wanted to tell the, the, the evil people, you know, they're the evil ruler who I don't even remember his name that was above that, you know, brought up Darth Vader that made him the evil man he was. You know, I, I want to go to that person at CNN and say, you know, I really think there's some decency in in Sarah Sidner. You need to let her go and let her do her own shows instead of make her promote the CNN narrative, uh, the, the CNN woke narrative, where she always has to be negative about even things that are very positive. Sarah well, Sidner, and she can't even give an inch of ground when she even agrees with something. So, for example, oh, I know. she agreed deal. with you that you won at the Supreme Court. Uh, she agreed but with you that, hey, um, uh, you know, um, Rosa Parks, you know, hey, she shouldn't have been arrested. She agreed with some of those things, but none of her agreeing with you was in the interview. None of it. Well, in the, in the CNN aired interview, it was in the recorded complete discussion pre-interview, if you will. That's my point is that none of the truisms, none of the common ground. So I'm going to bring up some common ground points that you and Sarah had. And by the way, I don't think Sarah's a bad person. I just think she has no choice or she's gone. They will use the velvet hammer on her. Sarah, we love you. You're one of the best hosts ever. You're one of the best news gatherers ever. We love you. You'll get a raise. But make sure you don't give an inch to the terrorist Richard Mack. Oh, was it Harry Reid that called him a terrorist uh, wrongfully? Harry Reid should have been in prison for his uh, attack or he should have been sued. Sheriff Mack should have won big money for that. Uh, But no. So now Sarah then. The common ground for Sarah and Richard, folks, is this. They agreed that Rosa Parks was wrongly abused by the cops. Um, They agree that Martin Luther King had a lot of good things to say. They agree that Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. They agree that, you know, Richard was right on several points. They agree on uh, a lot of things, but none of that made it to the interview. I think a lot of it should have, Sheriff. Yeah, that would have been nice if it, if she would have portrayed, you know, both sides uh, of me, of CSPOA. Uh, if she would have said, you know, because she asked me, what what about the lies that have been told about you? And I got to tell her uh, the lies. And, and I, and, and, but she, of course, never put that in. Uh, and uh, the, the biggest lie uh, from, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center saying that I, I'm uh, a domestic terrorist. And and yet I told her, I said, in 20 years of law enforcement, I never committed an act of violence. I never shot anybody. I never hit anybody with my nightstick. I never slugged anybody with my fist. I never won. And you know what, though, Sheriff? She never yeah. even thanked you for that or said, good job. We appreciate it. That's real leadership. Oh, she yeah. never even yeah. gave a decent, honorable kudos to that reality 20 years of peaceful behavior as a police officer all she did was attack the cops they even agreed there was bad cops that need to be stopped 
That didn't make the interview. Shame on Sarah. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live. Treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at Loving Liberty. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sheriff Richard Mack and Sam Bushman on your radio telling the tale of truth. We are truth tellers. And I think Sarah is a good person, but she'll lose her paycheck. She's so woke she can't see straight or consider anything. She didn't, in my opinion, honestly give kudos to Sheriff Mack on any point he made. He did give her some credit on some things. He would say, I agree with that or, or yes. But they had a lot of, of arguing or a lot of disagreement because she would continue to dig in on things that are absolutely not even debatable. One of them is the democracy idea. Richard basically said, hey, I got a problem with democracy. And she literally kind of, why do you have a problem with democracy? Well, let me explain to you, Sarah, the reason I have a problem with democracy. Because you think we have one. Yeah, that silence is on purpose. Because you think we have one, Sarah. We don't have a democracy. We have a constitutional republic. That's the part you're not getting. So here's a soundbite that she did not air that we will. Uh, Sheriff Richard Mack and Sarah in the pre, uh, before the cutting room floor interview, uh, the whole interview, available at CSPOA.org. Here's the exchange, and then we'll comment after. Everybody has their own lane of traffic. The president has his. The sheriff has his. The FBI has theirs, even though they don't like to stay in theirs. Everybody has their assignment. And the checks and balances are that we keep each other in each other's lane. And, and you know what? Th this still really bothers me, that no one wants to know what my decision said or did. We don't have to follow this. This is just a Supreme Court decision. People say, I pick and choose. 
You're the one picking and choosing. You don't want to go by this decision. The sheriffs don't want to go by this decision. I'm yeah. law enforcement, so I, well, you know, that's not my purview. I'm just well, going to ask questions. But, but speaking you're, of which, what is your biggest concern with democracy in America? What's your biggest concern? Well, first of all, uh, I don't like it that people don't know uh, that we're not a democracy. We're not a democracy. We? we are a republic. Let's see the pledge. And to the republic for which it stands. So people don't even know that basic uh, difference, and it is a big difference. Uh, the Founding Fathers did not like democracy. You don't see democracy in any of our foundational documents. None. Not one. But you do see the word republic. And you do see that our republic is a constitutional republic and that all of it's based on the rule of law established in the Constitution. And yes, I'm not going to violate that for anyone. Not the legislature coming up with laws, not the federal government, not the oh, state so, government. So you think the I'm legislature asking, can the legislature can break the law and we're supposed to go along with them. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the problem with this thing. She literally thinks that hey, the Constitution doesn't matter. That the Constitution doesn't have any relevancy to you or me. She really believes that. She believes we're a democracy. She literally wasted time arguing with Sheriff Richard Mack as if we have a democracy. No, we don't, ladies and gentlemen. When you swear an oath to become a government official of any kind, sheriff, legislator, president, any of the three branches, judge, whatever, you swear an oath to what, Sarah? Do you swear an oath to the latest shenanigan legislative manipulative dishonesty remember back in the day sarah just so you know the government got involved in marriage because the government didn't want white people they didn't want white women to marry black men so government got involved sarah just so you know in marriage and said hey white women cannot marry black men are you aware of this now do you think that legislative view is right do you think that should be obeyed or do you think sheriff should say you know what you're off your rocker um, whether you believe in racial segregation or separation, whether you believe white people shouldn't marry black people or whatever, that's your own beliefs, which we, you know, we're not going to get in the middle of. But the fact is the government has no authority to prevent those. Men. See, so what do you obey when you swear an oath? Back to this, Sarah. You got to understand this principle. You don't swear an oath to the latest legislative we're going to murder babies agenda that they're trying to pass right now. You swear an oath to the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, Sheriff. And she's getting an education here, but she chooses not to even learn. She just argues. And then she chooses not to share that education with her audience either, Sheriff. Yeah, and from a historical uh, perspective, as you just alluded to, uh, how about going back a little bit further than, than uh, miscegenation? Uh, how about going back to the Fugitive Slave Act? And that was Harriet Tubman, was she a criminal? According to... Uh, Sarah uh, from CNN, uh, she should have been arrested and executed according to the law uh, and that she was a criminal instead of a person dedicating herself to the freedom of others. So, yeah, that would have been one I should have brought up. I should have brought up Harriet Tubman uh, because I think uh, that would have uh, also, again, put her in her place. Uh, and I felt I did uh, a, a really good job. In fact, I told you and I'll say this to uh, your uh, Liberty Roundtable audience today. It was one of the best interviews I've ever done. 
where I really felt um, that I said what I wanted and needed to say. Uh, in hindsight, as I look back at it, yeah, I, I should have hit a couple of things a little harder. I should have brought up miscegenation. I should have brought Harriet Tubman. I should have asked her, as you pointed out last hour, uh, a couple of more poignant questions. Um, and, and a couple of times I did, but, uh, and I get the thing about putting her on the spot with a question. Uh, and, and I'm still learning that. And, and I, uh, I've, uh, I, I've told myself, remember, ask the question to him, you know, and uh, just like in an interrogation. But uh, honestly, after I was done, I really felt so comfortable with the interview uh, and what I said. And her last statement to me is, uh, I promise you this will be fair. Uh, and I guess that's like saying, uh, that rich people should pay their fair share. You never really know what that is, and that's up open to interpretation. And that's another thing she was really key on, that the, that the laws and the Constitution and the laws are all open to interpretation. And I, and I told her that's not true and that the word interpretation or interpret is not anywhere in the Constitution. So she, she's, she's been brainwashed over the years, Um uh, you know, as I interviewed with her, I didn't think she was that bad of a person. After she aired uh, the uh, part that actually got on CNN, her story on CNN, and how she and Anderson Cooper played this little, oh, isn't this, isn't this Sheriff Mack really a horrible guy? And, oh, he couldn't believe on the story they did. He couldn't believe that I was ever a law enforcement officer. And then she goes, well, yeah, he trains other law enforcement. And then he said, oh, great, you know, and and that was allowed. And Anderson Cooper did, only had one side, and that was allowed because Sarah Sidner lied about me uh, in the in what they aired. And, well, and so see, that's really the problem, Sheriff, though. She knows better, but we knew her yeah. agenda going in. Uh, of and course. When she says she would be fair, what I'm going to do now is we've got the CNN interview. So they yes. took a 125-minute interview, and they cut it down to six minutes. No, 85 minutes. 85 minutes. <laughs> uh, hour and 25 minutes. Hour and 25 minutes. That's right. An hour and 25-minute interview that she cut down to six minutes and some odd seconds. But here's the problem. Most of that six minutes is not even about you. No. Which I'm okay with, but what they tried to do was attack all sheriffs. So what I have yeah. now is I have the whole scene in the interview that we're going to play. But I'm going to have my producer pause so that we can make comments along the way and compare and contrast it to the literal complete interview. Now, I get, ladies and gentlemen, that she cannot interview the complete interview. What CNN can do, though, is they can play their short clip for the news channel, but they can also pay, post the complete interview so people can watch extended interviews. But what they like to do is create entrapment with sound bites. Right. And what they like to do is string sound bites together, leaving the real narrative on the cutting floor <clears throat> to tell their agenda-driven, their propaganda-driven stories. And that's why America is so confused today. And that's why we've got to do this. So Richard was brilliant to record this interview. And what I find fascinating is CNN calls up Sheriff Mack and says, hey, Mack, we'd like to do an interview. And Sarah says, sure. 
they say, we're going to come and meet. Sarah says, okay, let's come to my house. Now, I know it was your daughter's house, but same difference, right? Your territory, your turf, whatever you want to call it. Right. And she right. literally waltzes in, and you say, I'm going to record the interview. I'm going to, And she's like, no, you can't. Now, let me be rude for a second. Let me be blunt. <laughs> Who the hell says she's in charge? Okay, does she think because she's black that she's in charge and you're white? Yeah, Is this a racial be. discussion? Is this a, she thinks that she's God because she works for CNN, so CNN controls the narrative? She's on your private property in your house asking for you to do her a favor and grant her an interview. And then she has the audacity to pretend that she calls the shots? Shara, or Sarah, shame on you, ma'am. Uh, wow, this just shows how aggressive, abusive, and dishonest and how the mainstream press feels so entitled. Now, don't they? But anyway, we'll come back and play this interview she had, and we'll talk about it as we go. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The U.S. Justice Department on Monday said it opposes unsealing the affidavit that prosecutors used to obtain a federal judge's approval to search former President Trump's Florida home, where they seized boxes and took the president's passports. Now that the country is in a recession, the last thing government should be doing to correct the problem is spending more money, yet that's exactly what President Biden and Democrats are doing today. With zero Republican support, Biden will be signing a check for $739 billion and is projected to prolong the financial woes in this country. President Biden's tax and spend bill is scheduled to go into law today when the ink hits the paper. President Biden on the bill. The American people are going to see lower prescription drug prices, lower health care costs, and lower energy costs. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. Make money doing what you love. It can be done. Matter of fact, it has been done. Consider the story of Jack London. He's one of the highest paid writers of all time. Authored The Call of the Wild, recently released as a blockbuster movie starring Harrison Ford. Jack grew up in a rough neighborhood in Oakland, poor, uneducated, and a school dropout. As a child, Jack fell in love with the idea of being a writer. The notion that an uneducated, dirt-poor school dropout from Oakland could someday be a published writer was insanity. You know the rest of the story, though. Jack London became one of the richest writers of all time. Discover Jack's secret that allows anyone of any income or educational level to make money doing what they love. Whatever it is you love more than anything else, let's make that your prosperous living. Go right now to DiscoveringJack.com. That's DiscoveringJack.com. His secret is free. Just go to DiscoveringJack.com. DiscoveringJack.com. Investors are eyeing a week of key retail earnings. Walmart and Home Depot are set to post results today. Starbucks is claiming union workers in the United States are using unfair labor practices. Starbucks is asking the National Labor Relations Board to suspend all union elections at its stores in the U.S. They're citing allegations from a board employee that regional NLRB officials improperly coordinated with union organizers. The coffee giant said that the unnamed employee told the company about what happened at the board's St. Louis office last spring while it was overseeing a union election at a Starbucks 
in Overland Park, Kansas. A spokesperson for the agency said it doesn't comment on open cases. Of the more than 300 Starbucks stores in the U.S., more than two-thirds of them have voted to unionize despite the company's opposition. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. NASCAR racing will be in Watkins Glen, New York this weekend. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So now we're going to play the CNN interview that Sarah cut down to six minutes, and we're going to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, go ahead, Cameron. I'll tell you when to stop, and we'll talk about pieces. Here's the interview that aired on CNN. Given the number of election deniers who could get elected this fall, it is worth looking to members Pause. of law enforcement who might be called on to do their bidding in coming Pause. elections. Ladies and gentlemen, election deniers is how they start out. Are you an election denier, Sheriff? Do you, not, do you deny there's elections? No, the elections are happening. I've never yes, they are. That. So we're not denying elections. Now, they want to use that because they love these little phrases that manipulate you into a false narrative. We're not election deniers. We agree elections happen. We just say oftentimes there's fraud in the elections, which they're the election fraud deniers. Go ahead, Cameron. As seen in Sarah Seidner discovered some of those sworn officers already acting on their own, conducting their own investigations, despite all evidence on the 2020 vote. Pause. Not despite all evidence. That's a lie. Because if there's four investigations underway right now, ladies and gentlemen, you can't say that all evidence is in. If I've got an ongoing investigation, you have to wait for that investigation to be complete, Sheriff. And that's another thing, because I called uh, William Barr a liar because he said there there was no fraud. Oh, he said, well, there might have been a little fraud, but it wasn't enough to change the election. But you see, why he's a liar is he's top law enforcement official and top uh, prosecutor and attorney in the entire country, and yet he offered no investigation, none. But despite none. all he, evidence, they claim when there's evidence still in a current investigation, how do you how do you say all evidence says there's nothing if there's current investigations right. underway? Do you have respect but for the rule of law and current investigations? You you missed something else that he said that was very powerful. He said by sworn officers. Sworn officers? Really? What are they sworn to do? Anderson Cooper, tell me what these officers are sworn to do. Okay, but we haven't even got 30 seconds into this thing yet. (laughs) Go ahead, Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of Kansas City, in the state's largest county, the chief law enforcement officer has joined ranks with people who refuse to let the 2020 election lie die. How many of you voted last? He didn't refuse anything. What happened is citizens came to him and demonstrated probable cause of election fraud. He said, I'm going to take that probable cause and find out if there's more to it, which he's currently doing now with an open investigation. A person came to the sheriff and said, listen, my mother is too feeble to vote. She's elderly and there's no way she voted, but they voted on her behalf. There's something wrong here. That's how that started. He's ignoring that whole narrative and acting like, oh, this elected official now, the sheriff is going along, chief law enforcement officers going along with the ne'er-do-wells who claim there's election fraud without evidence. He's just lying through his teeth, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Cam. Wait, wait, there's another thing. There's another thing there, Sam. Wait. Uh, Sarah Sidner reported that Kansas went for Trump by 15%. What's unusual is Sheriff Hayden's county, I think it was Johnson County, 
for the first time in 120 years, voted for a Democrat. So Biden won in his. So she's lying again, even though the state may have gone for Kansas. This county, very unusually, which is almost probable cause for an investigation, his county, Sheriff Hayden's, did not go for Trump. They actually supposedly. Yeah, which, which again, is more probable cause. Exactly. All right. Go ahead, Kim. Put your hands down. Now, how many of you think your vote counted? Yeah, see, this is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. That's Sheriff Calvin Hayden of Johnson County, Kansas, just last month at a conference in Las Vegas, still questioning the validity of the 2020 election results, even though Donald Trump won his state by 15 points. Repeat after me. The nearly two-year-old certified vote where Joe Biden beat Donald Trump by 74 electoral votes and more than 7 million popular votes. There's a lot of stuff going around about what happened in this election. Quite frankly, I don't know. But I'm looking. And what we're looking at is we've got a whole lot of reasonable suspicion uh, and we're develop, starting to develop some probable cause. He says he's assigned sheriff's deputies to investigate 2020 election fraud. It's a long, drawn-out investigation, and frankly, they've got a lot more to do. Well, it's frustrating. That's the top election official in Kansas during the 2020 election, Secretary of State Scott Schwab, a Republican. Did you find any major voter fraud? Not in our state. We do post-election audits, and we're one of the few states that do the audit before the Board of Canvassers meet to make sure they have the appropriate data. Have there been any people who have filed reports of voter fraud with the Secretary of State's office? Yeah, we've had about 12, but they were so nebulous. You had 12, about a dozen Mm -hmm. complaints concerning potential voter fraud in in the entire state to your office. To our office. We tried multiple times to talk to Sheriff Hayden to ask him to explain why he's spending taxpayer dollars looking into an election that has already been audited and certified. He declined. His spokesperson offered this. You know, we're still investigating that. It's an open investigation and we're really not going to make any more comments on it. Turns out Sheriff Hayden is one of several elected sheriffs who say they're looking into mass fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Something that has been. They never said they were looking into mass fraud. Again, this is where she's dishonest. They say we have evidence and probable cause in our counties and we are duty bound to look into it. They never said they're looking into mass fraud. They never said it would overturn the election. But they literally admit to fraud in those sound bites. Even the state guy she quotes says, uh, yeah, there were some allegations and some information of fraud, but not enough to change the election. So fraud's okay, Sarah, as long as it doesn't change the election, you say? Well, it might not have changed the Donald Trump election, but it might have changed a state or a county. You don't know. And to say you do know is wrong. Now, these third-party auditors, you've got the you know what, Fox in charge of the hen house with those audits. So sheriffs are looking into this, and instead of respecting the rule of law and respecting current open investigations, CNN is literally jumping the gun and coming to false conclusions dishonestly and trying to lead their listeners and viewers to that false narrative. You cannot know what evidence Sheriff Hayden has and or the repercussions the facts behind his investigation until his investigation is complete.
And any journalist worth their salt knows when you discuss the who, what, when, where, why of a case, then you know that that tells the tale and you cannot jump the gun or you simply are undermining, Sarah, listen to me, you are undermining that investigation with your false, dishonest narrative without evidence and without facts because you don't know what their investigation has unearthed, do you? So shame on you dishonest journalists. Shame on all of you. There's more than one open investigation right now, by the way, and there's good reason for it. All right, how far are we into this interview? All right, so the thing's like six minutes, but we're almost at three minutes, and we haven't even talked about Mac yet, right? So they spend an hour and 25 minutes with Mac. They produce an event, and they first attack a sitting sheriff with a current open investigation, kind of hinting that there's nothing there, and he's off his rocker. Crazy. It isn't true. But here's the rest. Go. Widely debunked by secretaries of state across the country and dozens of courts. But their ideas are applauded, even encouraged, by an organization they are all members of. The organization is the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, run by a former Arizona sheriff, Richard Pause. Mack. Now, she says they're all members of. They're not all members of the CSPO. That's a no, lie again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lie. It's dishonest. It's faulty reporting because she doesn't do her homework because she has a narrative to push. Go ahead, Cam. Our biggest concern now at the CSPOA is uh, election fraud. That was Richard Mack at the conference he puts on in Vegas. He has formed a whole dues-paying organization around the idea of constitutional sheriffs, who he says Pause. should a whole dues-paying organization. So now she's trying to make it that Richard's just out for money. It's a dishonest <laughs> inference that is wrong. Yes, it's a dues-paying organization, but so is almost any other organization out there. What she should say is a training organization to help train people to keep their oaths of office. Dues-paying organization has this slant, this manipulative reality, as if other organizations don't have dues-paying of any kind. And I submit to you that CNN has all kinds of dues-paying, right? All right, skip right. the break, Cam, go. Not enforce laws they deem unconstitutional, even if passed by legislatures. Do you think that the 2020 election was fraudulent? No one knows that. No one knows that. And people say That is the takeaway. Do you think that there's fraud in the 2020 election? No one knows that. But they pretend they do know that. Now listen, they also want to narrow it to just the 2020 election. To me, it's only partially about the 2020 election. It's really about elections in America going forward and building confidence and trust in the election process for the American people going forward that matters. She doesn't focus on that either. She just tries to argue. Here it is. Came out like William Barr and said, oh, well, there could have been some fraud, but, but uh, it wouldn't have changed the election. He's a liar. Secretary he is a liar. Secretary of States from across this country have said, we do know that. There was not enough fraud to change anything. And they're lying. Hold on. They're lying. His view on the attack on the Capitol. And I said, anybody that went broke into the Capitol deserves to be arrested. But what the FBI has done and the way they've been going after people and people are still sitting in prison without charges and without trials and uh, what they have done. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it proves that the FBI will do anything they're told. They're a bunch of Nuremberg officers. You just compared the Federal Bureau so of Investigation. Now you take an hour and 25 minute interview and you take two of the most controversial topics in your three minutes that you're going to give Sheriff Mack and you attack him as running a 
payer organization or a funded or you know um, a dues charging organization, and then you go into hey, uh, you believe there's election fraud despite all evidence? Well, I would say there's investigations. There's also been arrests, by the way. If you go look at the Heritage Foundation information, uh, they have hundreds of cases of convictions. When you look at the history of election fraud in America, America is rife with fraud. Uh, it's, it's historically r- relevant as well. The Democrats claimed fraud before they didn't, if you will, as well. But now she literally then uh, tries to destroy Mac over this Nuremberg officer thing. Well, any of you who's uh, heard about the raid on Mar-a-Lago, that's Nuremberg style. Because they're doing only what they were told. She doesn't let Matt make this point well enough in her interview on CNN. But in the long interview, Richard explains to her what he means by that comment. The rest of the interview continues. Officers. Yes. The rank and file. Yes. To Nazis. Uh, They just do what they're told. It is real disturbing to hear someone who was in law enforcement to compare the FBI with the slaughter, people who slaughtered six million Jews and many other people. Okay. Do you see how that could create, I mean, a really bad taste in people's mouth to hear a sheriff, a former sheriff say that? No, 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 no. You're taking that way too far because this is what Nuremberg. Nuremberg, you just compared them to, I mean, you made the comparison, not me. All right. Fair enough, but I will tell you why. Because the Nuremberg trial brought up one particular point, and it's you can't hold me responsible because I was just following orders. He says constitutional sheriffs won't, and therefore sees an essential role for them in the electoral process. I will tell you one thing. There is overwhelming evidence that cannot be dismissed, and all we're asking for is for sheriffs to conduct honest and fair investigations to determine if there is fraud. Now, former Sheriff Matt's contention that alleged January 6th rioters. So what's the mark now? What's the time? All right. So 240 or basically 250, 350, 55. She didn't even give Mac three minutes out of an hour and 25 minute interview. And every bit of it, every single bit from start to finish was an attack. You can't tell me any of that was letting Richard fairly make his points. When Ammon Bundy had to go to prison for two years, half of it in solitary confinement, and he was literally guilty in the end of nothing. And when the judge declared a mistrial because of the abuse of the FBI, comparing them to Nuremberg officers in the sense that they're doing just what they're told, is a fair, realistic comparison. When you have the people in Michigan who wanted to commit a citizen's arrest on the governor for her illegal activity, and they turn it into a a kidnapping charge, and in the end, nobody is convicted of anything, but the government says the FBI created entrapment. Do you think those two cases, Sarah, amount to the point Mac made? Without a doubt, and for you to suggest otherwise is completely dishonest. We have hundreds of cases. What about Lon Horiuchi shooting Vicki Weaver when she had a baby in her arms and she was unarmed, a threat to no one, and he literally cold blood murdered her? Are you getting the picture, Sarah, or do you still not get it? See, I could go on for hours of the abuses of the FBI. January 6th, people in prison. They're supposed to have a speedy trial. They're supposed to be able to face their accusers. They're supposed to, but because of the threats and the intimidation, 
We have more and more and more and more evidence of that all the time, not to mention the Trump raid. What about the raid that the FBI tipped off the mainstream press on for Roger Stone? Folks, what about that combined with the IRS? By my father's grave is another grave that on the front of it, on that grave, I have a photo of this. It says, cause of death, IRS. So you know what, Sarah? Shame on you for your dishonest narrative as if somehow the FBI and the IRS hold the moral high ground. Have you lost your mind? All right, the rest of the interview continues. We don't have much left. Are in jail and have been sitting there uncharged is patently false. There have been hundreds of charges. Some people have decided uh, to plead guilty, others not guilty. Some are awaiting trial. There have also been many investigations into the 2020 election vote including in his own home state of Arizona. There were uh, official elections, and there was also a partisan uh, uh-huh. a partisan look into uh-huh. this uh, 2020 election. And both of but them... But Sarah, Sarah, if we have more evidence and we investigate the evidence that we get, how does that relate to what was already done? Let's say that you have a murder, and you can't find the murder, and so you eventually put it to a, what do they call it, a cold case? And then later you get yes. more evidence. What do you do, Sheriff? You open the investigation again, right? Absolutely. Well, she's saying, no, it's already a done deal. Quit. You're wasting your time. She's a liar. Yeah. She's dishonest. She's violating everything that we hold dear in America. Okay? Right. It isn't true. Now, she spends her time on this January 6th and says it's patently false that people have waited. Look, you tell me there's speedy trials? When did this happen, Sheriff? January 6th, 20 what? 2020. No, so it's been okay. No, so it's 21. been what Sorry. a year and a half now, year and a, over a year and a half. And many of those people didn't have charges for months. Now, yes, because we're exposing this issue, more are getting charges now. But what about a speedy trial? Have but they Sarah, had a speedy trial, claiming, Sarah? But she's claiming she checked every single person that's sitting in in prison over the January sixth issue. Yeah, because it's patently it. false. Patently, patently disingenuous. Okay, but she's not telling the truth. She hasn't investigated it. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just peddling the narrative. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, she's just peddling uh, the narrative. And I'll give you you an example. What about Stuart Rhodes? Why is he in prison? Has he had a speedy trial? I know he's been in jail for months, and they're debating the charges right now. Uh, anyway, time will tell, but here's the rest of her interview. So she gives really Richard Mack barely three minutes and attacks him literally the whole time. Takes the most argumentative um, and then uh, takes those issues and then takes them out of context as well. Found. Shocking, but reality. Okay, go. One of them done by the alleged cyber ninjas or the so-called cyber ninjas in Maricopa County. They all found the same thing. Yep. That Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Sheriff Mack, though, not buying it, Anderson. I mean, I can't believe this person was a law enforcement officer. I mean, yeah. Sarah and Seidner. he's teaching other law enforcement officers. Yeah. Great. Sarah Seidner, thanks so much. We'll be right back. <laughs> now think about it. I can't believe he's a law enforcement officer. And my question is this. I can't believe this guy was so right that he beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. I can't yeah. believe this guy served as a law enforcement officer and as a cop for over 20 years and didn't commit a single violent act against anybody. He was a stellar cop with a record. He went to the FBI Academy. 
He had a stellar record as sheriff. This is where they're dishonest in their narrative. They want you to believe this is just some redneck frothing at the mouth, crazy conspiracy theory. Look, this is a guy that knows how to investigate, had a stellar record in the police force, became a two-time sheriff, literally had no violence on his uh, record. Uh, literally a man who went to the FBI Academy and beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court because he was right and Bill was wrong. And out of that, that was the whole reason that they met, because Bill lost and Sheriff Mack won at the Supreme Court. And that's what they boil a hundred, an hour and 25-minute interview down to less than three minutes full of attacks. And even when you're not even there to respond to the attacks, Cooper attacks you, and you don't even get a chance to respond, Sheriff. Yeah, that's why I'm going to write him and say, hey, put me back on Anderson and let me... Have Anderson ask me about it. Have me have him ask me about the interview. Have him ask me about uh, Do, uh, uh, Donald Trump, because I told her on that interview, this is not about Donald Trump. I even went so far as to say I don't care about Donald Trump, and yet she still made it about Donald Trump. There is another lie, and I cannot believe that she would expose herself. Uh, that much, and I guess that's why they're not returning your calls or mine. But I'm going to check with somebody at CNN and see if they'll give me a little another shake. And Sam, I'm telling you, I would do the interview again. And anytime CNN wants to talk to me, I'll do it. Now, Sheriff, I think that they ought to interview me, the operations uh, vice president of operations of the CSPOA as well. Oh um, yeah, because here's what I want to know. So they say, I cannot believe this guy was, is and was a law enforcement officer and is teaching other law enforcement officers. Yeah. So I want to reply the same way and say, can you believe these people are pitched as the top newsmakers in the country? Yeah. I cannot believe they would have news people that would say, hey, election frauds are patently false. There is no evidence. When there's literally over four sheriff's investigations right now, how do they know it's false if they haven't seen the results of those investigations? And what about the arrests that have already occurred? Yeah. What about the hundreds of examples documented in the uh, Heritage Foundation's database about election and vote fraud? What about the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases? When it comes to the FBI in January 6th, what about the hundreds of cases where they did not receive a speedy trial, where they did not uh, receive their charges, where threats and intimidation have happened? What about the Ammon Bundy case and all the examples that I gave you where the FBI was guilty of gross misconduct? Um, all that ignored. And can you believe these people are really chief correspondents for some of the major networks in America as honest newsmakers who will tell the truth about who, what, when, where, why? But the fact is they like, can you believe these people are even in the news, Sheriff? You know, that's a, that's a real good uh, dichotomy that you've brought up. Uh, that's really uh, the extreme from left and right and and the extreme uh, the extremism which they usually hate um, yes those reporters cnn but the extremism the way, of woke of woke yeah amen no by the way did you know i forced cnn to retract when oh yeah they literally attacked james edwards my good friend said he was a racist oh, uh, yeah. and then they because i had on donald trump jr uh, on Super Tuesday on my show, and I had James with me, and James got to ask a question or two. They literally said that I was a racist and this and that, and that was through Hope Hicks, Trump's spokeswoman, that said that. And it was reported on CNN, and I absolutely rioted. 
and said, have you lost your mind? And then they basically retracted it and changed the statement to say Sam Bushman runs a very well-known historical talk show supporting the founding father's point of view. So they changed their narrative, and they got caught lying, and I pushed back, and there you have it, CNN. And by the way, to CNN, now they call James Edwards a racist, and he's, quote, untouchable. But I don't know if you know, but he used to be a commentator regularly on CNN. So let me ask CNN if if he was a regular commentator on CNN before, and you say he's a racist. Now, and you have a completely different narrative, were you that racist before then, CNN, or what's the story? How was he uh, a regular? You wined and dined him back in the day, and now he's untouchable? Um, CNN, this, again, highlights your hypocrisy on multiple fronts. Can you believe these people? They're in the news, Sheriff? No, I can't. I, uh, I really can't because it's not news. It's, a, it's an attack activist uh, organization, uh, and that's it. they should not call themselves the news. It's, is uh, what does CNN stand for? There's got to be a news in there somewhere. Communist News I Network, know, I think. Communist News Network. Just to my opinion, to which I'm entitled. Yeah, I don't want them to yeah, send so me. I'm entitled to my opinion. <laughs> but my last point on this would be for CNN is this, ladies and gentlemen. If you think you're right and we're wrong, why don't we just have a null holds bar? Sam and Mac on one side, Anderson and Sarah on the other side. And let's let America decide. We'll put up open polls. Mm -hmm. As the discussion unfolds, they can be CNN polls, open polls. And we'll see where the American people stand on the points that we make. And we'll just talk about all these topics. We'll have an an absolute forum that will be broadcast live on CNN and all the networks we choose. Uh, And we'll just simply have it out and see where the American people stand, Sheriff. It's an open challenge to the CNN propagandists who will not discuss it let me give you one last point they attacked relentlessly at cnn our dear friend our dear friend ladies and gentlemen do you know his name yeah do you know his name his name is roy moore and they attacked him relentlessly on cnn but it turns out now judge roy moore has been vindicated he won 8.2 million dollars you want to know why because of defamation They lied and said that he was banned from a mall because he was trying to pick up and troll for little girls as a pedophile. And they lied and they got caught for defamation. And now this pack ran by the Democrats has to pay $8.2 million. Hey, CNN, are you going to report the truth and have Roy Moore on and treat him kindly and say you've been wronged and we're going to make it right? Get it done, CNN. Final word to you, Sheriff. you got 20 seconds. Uh, it's a great show, Sam. Thanks for uh, going through this with me. It was extremely exhilarating. Ladies and gentlemen, this is hard, hard-hitting talk. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the Republic of the United States of America.